Hey friends, leadership, man, it has felt pretty uncertain and divisive this past year, hasn't it? Definitely more than I've ever experienced and the future, frankly, isn't much more clear. How do you make decisions when the future isn't predictable and your team has different opinions about where to go next? If you're looking for some clarity on how to make the right decisions to advance your mission here in 2021, if you're looking for how to change quickly to meet the constantly changing landscape, and if you're looking for team buy-in on every decision so you're not carrying the load alone. Listen, I've got a free resource I want you to pick up today. Listen, today's the day for you to pick it up. We've talked about it before. This is Kerry Newhoff, my good friend, his free resource, the Pivot Ready Cheat Sheet. This free cheat sheet will give you a framework that effective and resilient leaders use to make decisions and take action. To get access, all you need to do is go to pivotreadycheatsheet.com to access your copy. We've talked about this for a few months. It's an ideal resource. Today's the day for you to pick it up. Again, it's pivotreadycheatsheet.com to access your free copy. Thank you to our dear friend, Kerry Newhoff, for providing this to our listeners for free. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have tuned in today. You're going to be rewarded. We've got a great conversation coming up all around uh, dealing with church online, how do we integrate that? How do we make that a real core part of what we do from a church that's just doing some great stuff? I'm looking forward to exposing you to this. It's Coker Church, Coker United Methodist Church, a fantastic church. We've got Jen Clauser with us today. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich. Glad to be on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the church, kind of give us a bit of the, the history and then tell us about your role. Sure. So Coker was established in the mid-1800s. We were part of a circuit rider uh, location. Yeah, it is built from there. Um, So it has a rich history of drawing people into meaningful community. Um, That did not stop during COVID, fortunately. Um, (laughs) It just looked a little different. It just framed up online versus uh, being in person. I started here about four years ago, I think. Kind of came in and helped. uh, They had a great brand presence. So just helped um, bringing their website up to speed, bringing communications up to speed, making everything kind of clear and concise. And then, of course, during COVID, jumping in on uh, moving a whole bunch of the congregation from um, in-person only interactions with the church to online. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part I'd love to kind of dive in on and pick apart and talk through and understand. So, uh, you know, all of us made that pivot in March 2020 and we still today, you know, to a large extent uh, are obviously dealing in an online world. But help me understand how Coker thinks about online. How does that work? What is, you know, kind of what are the various aspects of your ministry when it comes to online and in person? How does that all fit together? Right. So interesting thing. I, I mean, God works in such amazing ways. So before COVID, we had felt a, a calling to just really make our online presence be way more robust. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a church in the middle of the city. We're on um, 
a pretty easy to find street. So we've got a presence in the city, but we wanted to expand our online reach. So we partnered with Missional Marketing. Um, they rebuilt our website. Um, one of the things that they do well is um, search engine op- optimization. Um, all of these little technical words that don't mean a lot to pastors or other, you know, other people in the church, but it's a way that the uh, website does outreach for you. So they're mm-hmm. paying attention to what are people looking for right now? You know, are they are they high Google searching anxiety? Are they looking up um, how to recover from addiction? In January every year, uh, divorce is a top Googled word. So we want to kind of layer those words into our website, but not in an inauthentic way, but actually mm-hmm. taking kind of the the sermon series and saying, okay, so in January, we're going to be real intentional with family. So one of the sermons as, um, you know, a descriptor, we're going to say, um, how do you avoid divorce or how mm. do you care for somebody who has been divorced? How do we strengthen marriage and just plug those keywords in? So then you put those in and the multiplication happens for you through the, through the search engine right. optimization, those sorts of things. So we felt the nudge to do that, got a great, great online presence. So then when the world went online, we were easily found, <laughs> right? So that was a gift. Yes, now that yes. didn't, that didn't come without some, um, struggles, right? Now we had, we were easily found. So now we went from, I don't know, 800 in-person worship to two to 3000 online worship. And so now Mm. we're looking at this, this field of disciples of this field of onlookers and, and their analytics, Mm -hmm. but they're actually people. So in the midst of COVID, we're looking at them saying, now, how do we, how do we see these analytics, analytics as a face? How do we see these analytics mm, as a name? I love that. Um, how do we, well, and and I'll, I'll confess, I got kind of hyper-focused on that part. I was like, I need to see their face <laughs> and know their name. I need to have their email address, sure. right? And sure. God, God gently told <laughs> yes. me like, like you can feed them also where they are. Like you can feed them where they are. So, oh, nice. Love so yes. we kind of started cultivating both in the middle of, of COVID kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Coker Church, the physical campus, Coker Online, and just looking at Coker Online as, okay, there's going to be people that we're going to be able to see their face. And then there's going to be people that we're just going to mm-hmm. feed where they are. And we might not know who they are, but they're important to feed anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. So now how how are you distinguishing how you serve them differently? Like, what is that you know, what does that look like? Are you providing, you know, are, are you trying to move them along almost like in a funnel sure. or what does that mm-hmm. look like? How, how are you, how, how do you think about that at Coker? Yeah. So that's a great question because I, I wrestled with that too, right? I, mm-hmm. I have a background in um, marketing and sales mm-hmm. and things of that nature before I got called into ministry work. Mm-hmm. And there is a person flow and we want to be intentional about that, but we want to be in a way that focuses on the person and not the process. So that's mm-hmm. been a, a little bit of a delicate balance, but yes, there is a flow um, mm-hmm. for people coming in. So like I said, we looked at this mission field and we said, okay, now we've got two to 3000 people um, mm-hmm. and we, we want to connect them into meaningful community here. How do we do that? So mm-hmm. I, I, well, I attended the StoryBrand conference, if you've heard of StoryBrand. So yeah, that, absolutely. Love story yeah, brand. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that helps me frame up um, kind of our narrative to say, okay, we, we see you, like we see you watching Mm -hmm. us online. We know that you've been isolated. You're not just a number to us. We want to know you. If you want to be known, we want to know you. So we, we gave them um, a chance to register their attendance online. That's kind of a simple thing to do, right? Like register your attendance. Let us know who you are. We created and let us know you were here. Kind of right. Thing, yeah. Exactly. Um, which is kind of funny because some people, if they miss their registration, they'll email us afterwards. I'm like, well, it's not actually like a frequent flyer mile kind of thing. Like you just, we just want to know. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad you're here. Um, we set up Love some, it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. We set up some online prayer requests that way and had a prayer team responding to those requests in real time. Um, and some of the services we set it up. So it was live and interactive and that kind of thing. Um, we also asked people if they want to download or order a book. Um, we're working with a church growth consultant, Dr. Weitzel. So, uh, we'll send him one of their books, one of his books for free. Um, if they provide us with their email address, um, and that just helps us better get to know them. We've offered some kind of one-off, um, courses, if you will, just, we, we offered like a, uh, okay. a marriage class. Anyway, so so you can see where we're going. We're we're yeah. offering some of these things to generate um, yes. some of the email addresses. Um, from there, we actually um, give them to a connections expert. The connections expert is in mm-hmm. charge of outreach to them, kind of talking with them, seeing where their needs are. There was a gal recently who reached out to the church, and she just wanted to know what kind of Bible to buy. And so we started talking back and forth with her. I don't uh, think, yeah. yeah, I don't think that she'll start attending our church, but she did start attending a class online. So what's interesting about Mm, that is, yeah. So this is a way to reach people that um, maybe won't walk into the church doors right away, but they will walk into an online zoom classroom right Mm -hmm. away, start to know the faces in the zoom classroom. And Mm -hmm. then at some point, hopefully they will walk into the doors. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen this from multiple churches that this idea of um, online classes that started during that kind of pandemic period. But as we look to the future, we think actually this may we may sustain these because it does seem to be more um, first time guest friendly. It seems to be the kind of thing that people will onboard into faster than necessarily coming to our, uh, you know, to our physical buildings. That's right. That's, uh, that's really cool. As you as so you've got a lot of different things going, you've got, you know, live streams, you've got, um, I think here, you know, you've actually kind of launched or what you're calling an online campus. Tell us about that. Tell us what, what, how do you distinguish those, the difference between just a live stream in an actual campus. How do you distinguish those in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to present it to you, but I'm also going to sit, acknowledge that there's a little bit of tension right now with it yes. because <laughs> we are, we are in San Antonio. We're positioned well right now with COVID numbers to be able to bring people back in. i um, praise God we mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. so it's an interesting mm-hmm. balance to see, where the online campus lands, where the in-person campus lands, how resources are allocated to each, are the classrooms hybrid mm. or are they a unique experience for Zoom and a unique experience for in-person? So there's definitely some tension there, but I'll take you through kind of some of the steps that that we went through. So, you know, in trying to get people to identify themselves, we decided to launch an online campus. Um, we call it, it's, it's coker.org slash coker online. We put all of our spring classes in there. So um, a study on the book of Daniel, 
And um, I set it up based on our WordPress platform, similar to what a Google mm-hmm. Classroom would look like. So people can, could go to coker.org okay. slash yep. coker online, see, okay, this class is offered on Tuesday. Click on the Tuesday class, open it up. They'd see the Zoom link. They'd see a registration link so that we could, you know, email them, keep them up to date with correspondences. Um, they'd see the classroom content. Um, if the teacher of that classroom had synopsis and things like that, um, that page could link to a Facebook group where they could keep the conversation going throughout the week. If the uh, teacher chose to record it on Zoom, we could post the recordings on there as well. So I actually moderated mm. a healing prayer class myself um, for two reasons. One, because I just have a really uh, strong passion for inner healing prayer. And two, because I wanted to see how the class mm. would be moderated. Um, so we mm-hmm. had uh, Reverend Tommy Hayes in here and he is, uh, he taught the class. And so each week we would Zoom record it and post it as an on-demand offering as well. And then just keep up the conversations um, throughout the week. So that's that's how we run the online campus. But one of the gifts of Love God it. that Love came, it. yeah, that came from specifically that healing prayer class. We we went through the equipping class for eight weeks, yeah. and then at the end we did a retreat, and the retreat was actually in person. We mm-hmm. had one gal on Zoom, so we got to oh, cool. to kind of sample this hybrid classroom setup, and then we decided, yeah, that we, yeah, 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 that's cool, yeah. And then we decided we were going to do two healing prayer services. Um, one of them would be in person strictly, mm-hmm. and one of them would be on Zoom. Now, we do have live stream capabilities here, but because of the sensitive nature of kind of the healing prayer services, we thought it would be better to offer one on Zoom so that we were face-to-face with people. And mm-hmm. what happened was the in-person service ended up feeling kind of like a welcome home. It was like people from the community came mm. Um, you know, I advertised, mm-hmm. we geofenced around the community. People came and mm-hmm. they lined, they heard the message of hope. They received the corporate prayer and then they lined up, um, for individual prayer sessions. The zoom session that we did the following night ended up being like evangelism. We had people from India. Hmm. We had people from McAllen, which is about five hours from us. Wow. We had, cool. we had other pastor friends who, wouldn't walk into their own church to receive this sort of prayer, but could in this Mm. safe way. Um, Yeah. And each of them just lined up. I love that. Yeah. And we set up zoom rooms to welcome folks into if they wanted to be prayed over individually. Um, So two prayer people for one Mm -hmm. um, zoomer and they waited, they just waited. They like, they just waited for the zoom rooms and I'm amazed because we're so fast paced. Right. And I'm looking at them on the screen going, there's no way they're going to wait. Like I should eat, I should email them and I should tell them, you know, we can set it up another time. No, they waited, they waited and they worshiped and they received prayer on zoom. And it was just, it was an audience we wouldn't have reached. I love that. Just by opening the physical doors. So, yeah. So, yeah, I love that. So, so much to pull apart there on the, uh, the zoom, um, healing service, prayer service. How did you get the word out about that? Was that like just on like Facebook and that kind of thing? Or did you email yeah. your people? What, what did that look like? Yeah. So, okay. So Tommy Hayes is an author. So that's one way. So he advertised yep. on his own email yeah, yeah. and his own people. Um, 
we work again with missional marketing. And so I'll tell them like, Hey, can you, uh, geofence to 12 mile radius within our church and put about $250 towards advertisement on that. So they do outreach for that. Um, they put it on Google display it Mm -hmm. networks, um, Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. Instagram, um, and I say that so confidently, I have no idea what Google display networks is, but every time we advertise with them, right. Yeah. I just, I just sell it. I'm just here. Yes. I just tell you, you it sounds great. Me there. Um, yeah. And so, so, but every time we advertise people come in and, um, yeah. And so that's how the word got out. One, the gal from McAllen actually said that her friend had took a screenshot of it and texted it to her. Um, so that's, yeah, that's how we found people. And that, that service specifically tends to be people that aren't necessarily super connected with coker, you know? So it's, it's really kind of a neat one off. Sure. Yeah. So that's how we're telling people that of course. That is so cool. Yeah. Our general stuff to, you know, our, our weekly email and uh, pastor's announcements and the kind of the more traditional ways of communicating within the church were a part of that too. Yeah. So when you look to the future, how do you see, I know this a lot can change and it's hard to look up over the horizon and get a sense of what the future looks like. But as you do, where do you think this is headed for you guys? As you think about kind of this hybrid per, you know, future, as we think about how we're doing these things, what do you think that looks like for Coker? Again, you know, we're not going to hold you to it. We're not going to check on right. the homework a year from now. <laughs> but what yeah. do you think? Uh, Well, you should. You should check on it a year from now and see kind of where we landed because we really are in a listening phase again. I would love, I would love to put my stamp on this and say, I feel called by God to lead the online campus and here's what we did. But I'm, I'm not sure. We're still kind of wrestling because I know our senior pastor definitely loves to see faces and who doesn't, right? Like that's, um, but we also see this mission field of people that may not walk in the door, but again, would come into an online classroom first and then possibly walk in the door through that. So, so we've kind of taken all of those brainstorming ideas and kind of blown it up a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I'll kind of take, I'll take you through what Coker's doing and where the online campus fits into it. So right, right now, what, you know, our narrative is that we can connect you in a meaningful community. In the fall, we're launching an intentional discipleship program so that people take an online assessment, they get their results, they meet with a spiritual director of sorts, and the spiritual director will guide their next steps. So if they need to improve in Bible reading, or they need to improve in prayer, or they need to improve in mission outreach, they'll have kind of a list of items to say, okay, um, we see that you want to study the Bible better. So Coker offers this online class uh, on the book of Daniel, or we have a partnership with right now media. If you want to do a self-guided class, or you can come in and meet with, you know, this person who is well-versed in the Bible and they'll have you sit in their physical class. So kind of setting up those three like in-person online or on-demand offerings Um, and an on-demand offering Mm. could be an app, like a self-guided Bible study. It could be a Lifeway study. It could be a right now media study. You know, the, the online classes can be through Coker, through Zoom or through an affiliate church. And then the in-person class, of course, would be in person. So kind of taking each offering and saying, how do you like to connect with your church? Here's how you can. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing we're doing is connecting in meaningful communities. Uh, so we're assembling, uh, 
five community groups in person and one online, which will meet quarterly, like Mm -hmm. just a community gathering. So meet at Mm -hmm. your clubhouse, have a barbecue, get to know your neighbors. If you guys want to jump into a, um, a right now media group study, you can, if you just want to have a dinner once a month and ask, how is it with your soul? You can, um, kind of going to look and see what Mm -hmm. organically grows out of that. But one of those groups will be online. So they'll meet quarterly on a Tuesday morning, almost just kind of like a networking thing with the hopes that, um, a couple of them will take the lead and branch off and host an online group, or maybe it, it'll end up being like a work Bible study at, at noon that's on zoom or something like that. So that's how we kind of see, the online integrating and then circling back to that online campus page, that will be the place that people can go to find things, right? Like, so that will be the place that people that go and say, okay, on, I actually do want to jump into a work Bible study Wednesdays at 6am works for me. Click on it. They have all of the information on the online campus, like you would at a physical campus. So that's kind of spaghetti. I love that. Right. But (laughs) It's, you know, it, it yeah, yeah. kind of, no, it's good. Together. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And the part I want to highlight for listeners is, and we're hearing this increasingly. And so I, I want people to hear this really clearly from you. You know, we, I think one of the things that has shifted post pandemic here or intra pandemic, whatever the phases we're in right now right. is, you know, we need to be listening very carefully to what is it that the people that we're wanting to reach, how do they want to connect with our church? And then let's build out, let's make multiple paths rather than trying to restrict them down to just a binary. You either have to connect in person or online. That's just too binary. Like there's there's a lot of variance and nuance in there. And so I love that. This is a really good live example of that. Kind of pivoting and changing direction a little bit. You've mentioned it, but I'd love to hear more. Um, how do you as a leader uh, listen to the spirit? How do you, um, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit to help guide your decision-making process? What does that look like for you as you're, um, you know, trying to make decisions? And this is, you know, we're talking about church online stuff, but it could be anything really. How has that impacted your, um, your approach? What does that actually look like uh, for you? Yeah, no, that's, I'm really glad you asked that. I actually had to get very intentional during the pandemic. God showed to me, um, spaces in my walk with him where, um, the rhythms of my day were, were setting up some of the accountability pieces, some of the quiet time, um, and that kind of thing, you know, like I could get to work and sit down and have quiet time. I would see my daughter's teacher and be able to verbally process something with her. And I know she's Holy spirit led and could feed it back to me. And so during the pandemic, you know, without those touch points, God was like, now I need you to be intentional about it. So, I, um, I sit down in my week and I circle my Sabbath first, and then I circle my time with God. And then I circle my time in listening to others. So those are kind of the three places that I think that I spiritually connect to God to be able to listen. Um, if I'm listening too much to, uh, the congregation, we would all, you know, we, we would be all led to the side over here. If I didn't listen to them at all, then I would be rejecting what God's trying to tell me through them. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's the balance of, of time and reflection and prayer with, with ourselves being open, um, to others. I was in a, uh, Coker leadership development class. It's offered through Asbury seminary and they talked about adaptive challenges and, um, it was actually a class during the pandemic. There's no th- way that they would have known 
that they needed to speak this into our lives at that point, but they did. Um, so yeah. God layered that in and that's how they, they suggested you handle adaptive challenges. You, you commit it to prayer first. Um, and listen, I do a lot of journaling, just God, what do you want to reveal to me right now? You know, what needs to be removed? What can we replace it with? And that kind of thing. Um, and then knowing who your spirit led experts are and kind of creating that team and collaborating mm-hmm. with them and talking it through with them and then just kind of moving forward that way. So that was, that's kind of how I listened to God as a leader. Um, and then talk it out with the other leaders in the Love church it. to kind of see what they're discerning as well. This is so good. This has been so helpful today for us to get, uh, you know, a peek behind the curtain to see uh, what's happening at Coker. And I love, you know, how you're really learning from your online ministry and looking to really use it to see people get connected, not only the church, but ultimately uh, to Jesus. I I love this. Anything else you'd love to share uh, just as before we wrap up today's episode? Sure. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, when in doubt, pray and then Google it. Okay. Because... (laughs) We got to get that on a t-shirt. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Pray, pray and then Google it. I don't know how many times I would be on a Zoom call and somebody wouldn't be able to get their microphone working or something. I'm Googling it. They're like, Jen, you are the Zoom expert. And I'm like, no, I am not. <laughs> Google is. And so, yeah. you know, just, just kind of know what the end result is. The end result is we all want to be on this call together and connect with God, right? So don't let the flusters in the middle distract from that. And, you know, so pray and Google. Love it. So good, Jen. I appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or track with the church, where do we want to send them online? Yeah. So all of our social channels are at Coker UMC. Our YouTube channel is uh, at Coker Church, I think, Coker.Church. And then our website is Coker.org or Coker.Church. And then I'm communications with an S at Coker.org. Great. Thanks so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.